ML Nation, episode 491. Quit getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready and just freaking jump in and do it with your beautiful heart that wants to serve, that wants to make a difference in the world, find something you're passionate about, and then give it away. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. I am fried up to bring a special guest, an MLM legend, who I've heard about. It's been years. I've uh, met her at events, and we finally had her on the show with Margie Elebrandi. Hey, Margie, are you ready to make it happen? Simon, I am so ready. Thank you. It's wonderful that we're finally able to pull this together. Margie Elebrandi is an MLM legend and self-made multi-millionaire who has helped over 1,000 people become millionaires. She's earned over $20 million in lifetime commissions with one company. Margie developed her drive to help people grow themselves. When she was only nine years old, she read Russell Conwell's Acre of Diamonds. It was her first exposure to the concepts of self-help and personal growth. After, the very interesting background, after she was crowned Miss Teenage Utah and then Miss <laughs> Mrs. Utah, she found herself as a role model by delivering motivational speeches everywhere. Then she eventually discovered her perfect fit for her purpose when she encountered network marketing. So Margie, I uh, just give an emanation and brief intro, but let us know, how did you go from this uh, teenage Utah, Mrs. Utah, to uh, network marketing? What happened? My honey, that's an old bio, let me just say, but yeah, <laughs> that's going back a long ways in history right there, but it's, uh, yes. Um, so um, my, my story, I guess, briefly, just kind of where I was at a crossroads almost 30 years, Simon, almost 30 years ago now, that I have been pretty much full-time in this business. Um so my story as it pertains to the business is that I was at a crossroads as a single mom. Any single moms out there, drop us a one right now. Um, or if you're listening to the replay, drop us a one if you're a single mom trying to build the business. That was my situation. I'm a junior high school music teacher. And so I... Um, had not been teaching because I've been raising my kids. And then I was faced with, do I go back to teaching school? Do I leave my little kids at home and miss their growing up years? And, um, and I was torn because I know I needed it, you know, a solid income, but, um, signed a teaching contract. And just as destiny would have it, I had always felt that there was something more for me and that there was a way that I could have a bigger impact and make a bigger difference and make more money um, than I could as a school teacher. And so that something crossed my path a few weeks before school started. I canceled the teaching contract, you know, on a wing and a prayer, no previous experience, three little kids, Simon, my children were five, four and two years of age at the time. Um, I just jumped in. Like I captured a vision of what was possible, not just for me, but I, I captured a vision what would be possible. I could share with people and I was going to change so many lives. It just, I, I knew for sure um, that, that I had found my destiny. And, and as you know, it's not all roses, right? Yeah. You get started and it's kind of like, you know, oh, wow, this isn't spinning quite as quickly as I thought it would. And and I had, the, the one thing I want to say I did, Simon, that was really right. And I don't think I even knew it at the time. 
but I made a whatever it takes decision. And the way that that served me is in those early days when I didn't have money, my team started growing and I'd hear that I had people in California. At the time, I only lived in Utah. I now also live in San Diego, Simon. I'm not that far from you. Um, so I would, I would jump in my car cause I couldn't afford to fly. And I would drive to California to do meetings with people. Of course, they promised me that there would be a hundred people or 150 people. And I, um, so I was like all excited and so prepared. I couldn't afford to get a hotel room. So I would sleep in hotel parking lots in the morning. I would go to find a, a, a gas station bathroom plug in my electric curlers, put on my dress, put on my makeup, and I would go to these meetings going, join me, we're going to become millionaires. And maybe there were seven people there and maybe one or two joined. But I was so undaunted. And I guess there's there's a real message here to those who kind of wrestle sometimes with, is this right for me? Is it going to work for me? Is that that whatever it takes decision saved me because when the hard times came, I wasn't constantly rethinking my decision. And so much energy is wasted by constantly rethinking it. Did I do the right thing? Is this for me? Shall I back out? Should I do it? Up and down, up and down. So much energy wasted. So that, that, really worked that I made the whatever it takes decision. And then, you know, just the whole richness of this business that you, you never know. You just never know. It's probably my favorite thing about the business is you, you know, you go to all these meetings, you work so hard, you, you get rejected. If people promise hundreds to show up or no, none show up, you know, all of those things happen but then you find those ones and then you find those few. And then, so it's, I think it's the most beautiful thing about this business is that you never know peace. Mm-hmm. And so you can go into every situation with that optimism and that, 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 that hope, maybe this, maybe this is the one, maybe this person, maybe this person was on their knees last night praying for um, a, a, an opportunity or a product and I can, and I can help them. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my story. And, you know, here we are 30 years later, my kids are all grown. I've got a, my kids that were five, four and two are now 35, 34, 32. And my baby that wasn't even on the radar when I started building this business is now 25 years old and full-time in the business with me. So, um, I've seen a lot, I've experienced a lot and I am ultimately so grateful that as that young single mom, I made a hard decision and I kept going even when it was tough because, you know, I'm just so grateful. Well, so uh, I have a couple things to ask you. First of all, you say you're a music teacher, right? You're going to be so sing that high note again before we I got something. Um oh mio bambino caro mi piace bello. There you go. So now you're a legend out of over like 500 episodes. You're the first one I can sing like that. So we okay, have to so I, usually I have to have a glass of wine to do that, but you prompted it out of me here at noon in in Mountain Time Zone. Hey, how how did you um who approached you about network marketing? How was it approached to you? I, and so were you skeptical? I, like, who was it? A friend? How'd so you- I was sing. I was single, um, single at the time, and I grew up in Utah. So I was not unfamiliar with network marketing, but I had just, I kind of had this attitude, like, you know, stay away from me. Um, but you know, it's the right idea at the right time. So um, I was dating a guy who had done extremely well in network marketing, and so it lowered my resistance to the whole business model. 
And there was a, a call that came in on my answering machine back in the day when we had answering machines. And um, and essentially this guy said, we've got a product that we want to bring to market. It's it's a nail gel system like um, like they do in salons. This is in 1989, right? Nobody knew about nail gels hardly. And they said, we've got to do it yourself at home nail gel system. We want to find a company to place it with. And you should be a part of this. I'm like, all day long. And I was, I think I was one of the early adopters of getting nail gels on. Um, and everyone else was doing acrylics or fiberglass or something else. A home system. Oh my gosh, I can sell this to everyone. Every single home in America is going to own this. And me and my team are going to sell it. So we actually had the product. We ended up finding the company that I'm with today. We brought that product. They, and, and I was part of the package. Um, and, uh, I made my first million dollars selling that product. And I'll tell you what I had as many men building that, that business with me. Cause you know, this was a, a demonstrable product. In other words, you could demonstrate it in minutes and people were like, Oh, I gotta have this. I gotta have this. So it was, um, really fun, a really fun flagship product. And it was in fact, the product that made me say, I can do this because I can talk to anyone, anywhere, anytime about this product. And so that was really what prompted me like, wow, this is my time. This is this is what I'm doing. Mm. You know, being uh, leaders, especially leaders like you who've been in your profession, it's all about mindset, right? You, you have a different way of seeing things. So when you share that story, like you're going to San Diego, you, you're sleeping in your car in the parking lot, and then you're going to the gas station to wash up, right? How did you overcome that? Hey, look, at, did you ever feel like, oh, look at me. I'm like a, you know, some people may think, oh, I'm a loser. Look at I'm me. A hobo. I'm like a hobo. I'm, I'm a hobo. And I'm telling people to make a million. How did you overcome that? Because a lot of people overcome, like you're saying, people, you know, you never know the optimism. Right, but most people are negative. Right. But we say, "Well, right. I'm like a hobo," and I'm telling people I, I seem like a fake. How did you <laughs> overcome that? Here's what's crazy: I didn't even notice it. That's what's crazy because my vision was so fixed on where I was going, and this was just simply what I had to do. This was part of what I needed to do right now. My vision was so lofty and so big, and my anticipation. And my awareness and my sense of possibility. I gotta also stay here, and I hope I don't get emotional. But I had great parents that never gave me any scarcity messages. Mm. And even from a young age, um, I thought we were rich. <laughs> and because they never told me money doesn't grow on trees, we don't have the money for that. I look at the home we grew up in, totally middle class, totally middle class neighborhood. And um, But I thought we were rich. So they gave me good money messages. They also built in me a belief that I could be, do, or have anything I set out to. And so I have to give a lot of credit to them. And you read also Acres of Diamonds, which I think oh you, you know, okay, nine so years here's old. What's crazy. Simon, here's what's crazy. So that was actually not a book that I read. When I was nine years old, get this, my dad, who was big into personal development, um, he introduced that to me in a real to real, like, this is before you were born, real to real copies of, of um, audio. And so I listened to that, like I would rewind it and listen to it, that real to real copy of Acres of Diamonds. And I remember thinking that started budding in me, like, is it possible that we can really control our lives and that, that what we think can make stuff happen? And like those ideas were so intoxicating and delicious to me that it's just like I became a fan of personal development when I was very, very young. And it's been a huge part of my life every single day, you know, from the time I was young. Yeah, I can tell because from your uh, 
the way you look at things, your, you know, your optimism, but you never, I like that, you never know, right? That next person, that next meeting you do, you never know. So what was your light bulb moment for you? Like uh, you had some success with that, uh, in that nail product. What was, was there a specific moment in time where something clicked and then things really, really took off for you? Um, oh, what a sweet question. Um, so yeah, there were, there were plenty of setbacks. Let me say this. It was a new company. And there were plenty of challenges associated with that aspect of it. But we were, so we were doing this belly to belly home meetings, popping around, you know, um, we would demonstrate, we'd have a business opportunity meeting, then we'd demonstrate the product. Everybody would leave with one of those systems, man. Everyone was leaving with one of those. And so it grew very rapidly. And then we were um, out of those meetings, we would schedule meetings for the following week. So sometimes of a night, I had two to three meetings. I would start one, then I'd go close another one, then I'd go start another one or close out another one. And so it was super, super, super busy. And, um, we de I decided like I knew nothing. I didn't have a mentor at all. And I, 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 I learned that these people need training and, but I wasn't really trained, but I decided we're going to have it. We're going to have an event. So we started telling everyone we'd go to these little satellite meetings in these homes for a couple of weeks. And we're like meeting at the double tree two weeks from now, come bring your people. And so I, I was you know scared, but, um, we set the room, we set the room, the chairs up for 50 people. And I thought, Oh my God, I hope we get 50 people. Well, at about 15 or 20 minutes to the hour, droves of people started flooding in. And um, it was just one of those moments. I feel like I was really busting it. Like I was really putting it all on the table at the time. And I was leaving my little kids and, you know, I was just like pouring into it. Never from a sacrificial way, always from a purpose and passion and being drawn, you know, from what, what was coming, what was bigger. And so like it was 10 minutes to before the meeting started and the, um, the, the, the workers at the hotel were bringing in those big stacks of chairs and putting them out, putting them out. I think we ended up with 150 people. And I remember walking to the, to the, the place in like, um, conference rooms where you're kind of in the back, um, where the logistics all happen and tears were streaming down my face. And I remember thinking, nothing can stop this now. Nothing can stop this now. And so, yeah, there was, there was that early moment. Hmm. The, this is my favorite question. What was, uh, your 30 years, your worst, worst moment in network marketing to the point that most people have quit. And you maybe even had doubts like, Oh, why am I doing this? And then okay. you didn't quit. And that's why you are where you are today. Okay. Um, it was probably a series of events, but I, I, I specifically remember, um, so it was a young company, as I mentioned, and there was a little early on, there was a little bit of unscrupulous behavior by it, the owners, though I, I love them. I, I don't wish to say anything, but it is an important part of the story to kind of know that, you know, they took people off my front line and put them base the tree. I mean, seriously horrendous stuff. And then just through the, the, the ups and downs of a, of a business, um, I literally in those early days probably built my business pretty much from scratch three times. And when the, the company has, I, I've been, I've been through like th three name changes, like eight compensation plan changes, you know? And so when the company changed the name, um, they required everyone to sign a new, um, a new, um, distributor agreement. 
And things had been tough enough, you know, like it was with a new company, that overnight my downline went from 20,000 to 10,000 people. And this was after, this is almost like, I'm like on the third rebuild by now. And I remember just like I had nothing. I was so spent. I'd put so much of my heart and soul into this. And I'd seen so many good, good people come and go for no fault of my own. And it was just, it took the very heart out of me. And so I, I pulled back. It also was kind of perfect timing because I was going to get, I was planning to get married again. Um, I wanted to have my fourth child and I knew how much I'd sacrificed with those first three kids. And I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss a, a, a blink of the eye with this fourth baby, which is Ashley who's in the business with me. Um, and so I, I pulled back. And my reasoning was because I'm having a child and I want to fully like, you know, envelop this family stuff. But the real thing was I was exhausted. I had nothing. I didn't even have a fume that I could have run on in that moment. Um, but I remember thinking, honestly, my team is better if I stay away from them because right now I'm jaded. I'm exhausted. I'm tainted. Um, and I don't know. I'm going to put this residual income thing to the test. Simon during the next year and a half that I literally didn't do anything to perpetuate my business because of those efforts I took as this fierce little single mama, my income during that entire time never fell below $15,000 a month. And after about a year and a half, it's like, I don't think retirement's for me. Like I'm coming back and I'm coming back fierce and strong. And you know, I just, um, it, yeah, but it was hard. It was really hard. So I'm sensitive to what, a big build requires of a leader and how lonely it can feel at the top sometimes. Very aware of that. When you feel lonely, what keeps you going? Um, it's that going inside. It's stepping back long enough to know what the purpose is all about, why I'm really here, what I'm doing, why this business has become a vehicle for me to change lives and reconnecting with that deep purpose inside of myself mm. and, you know, recrafting my vision, taking the lid off again, seeing it big enough again, um, and then getting into action, man. I, if there's one thing I'm a total fan of, uh, I did it early on. I do it still like massive action. I, um, I defy anyone to match my work ethic. <laughs> so there it is. Uh, speaking of work ethic and your purpose, how does it, because uh, I know you're really, really proud of your daughter, Ashley. How does it like to work with a mom and daughter in the business? Oh, so precious. You know, she's she and I get along so seamlessly, right? And so, um, and she's, she's just a sponge um, to soak things up. But she also is so strong in her own boots that she has her own identity, she's built her own. Imagine coming in with a mom that has achieved what I've achieved and trying to find your own place, your own voice, your own way. Like that girl is fierce strong and I am so proud of her. One of my proud moments recently was um, was coming off an elevator at an event and a woman at, at, the, at the convention came up to me, she goes, I know you, oh hi, I know you from social media. You're Ashley's mom. <laughs> And I'm like, yay, mission accomplished. So yeah, it's 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 rich. It's very, very rich. And um and my other kids, um my other kids are also productive in their careers. And frankly, we had some kind of challenging, I'm gonna call them the, like maybe dark ages, um, for years with this company that I've been with all this time. Um 
And had they not already been engaged in careers, when we rebranded in 2014, every one of them would be in the business with me. But they've all got really productive careers and so forth, and they're so supportive. After I achieved a rank with this company that no one in the world had achieved, my kids were all there, we're all on stage celebrating. Within about a year, my second, my, my younger son said to me, what's next for you, mom? I'm like, I just achieved something that no one else in the world ever has. And, but so my children are very, they're, they're proud of me. And what's crazy is I still want to make them proud. Um, I, I want to, I want to show them that there's not a time in life when you stop living your purpose, when you stop making a contribution, when you stop being excellent and doing what you were born to do. So, um, I love them. I love them. I made a promise to them early on when I, you know, when we, when things were so tight financially and, um, and I was leaving a lot and they were little and, um, and I made a promise to them that one day I would take them everywhere I go when I, when we travel and man, we started that years ago. I've taken these kids all over the world, just barely. Okay. Keep, keep this talk about the gift that keeps on giving. Keep this in mind. My kids are now 30, 35, 34, 32 and 25. And I just took them and their spouses and now four grandsons a year and a half ago. I had no grandchildren. I now have four grandsons. I took them all to New York. We, we had a great time there, saw a show, saw the sights. And then we took the train to Delaware to stay with my daughter who lives there, who has two of my grandsons. Um, and so I'm still delivering on my promise to, mm. to travel the world with them. You know, one of the things that make uh, me really respect you and uh, impressed is that uh, when I found out about your background is you've been with one company the entire time, which is really rare nowadays. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you've been tempted to leave and especially, you know, you talk about your company, eight pay plan changes, three name changes. What kept you stay, staying in there? Um, early on, you know, when you do something full time, you get smart about it. And early on, I recognized that there are certain criteria. I just watched so many companies flare into existence, maybe even grow big and get, you know, recognition and take a lot of people with them, but then be gone and out of business. I mean, you see a lot of that right in almost 30 years. And so I started creating sort of this mental checklist of here's what a company needs to have for the average person, right? There are some people that are going to succeed anywhere, but in network marketing, it's a different business because it doesn't matter how good you are. It matters how many people can succeed with you. So Simon, I just developed this sort of checklist of what was necessary in a company for more people to win. And I'll tell you this, it just always stacked up. Like I couldn't find I couldn't find those dynamics, those that checklist met any place else. So I stayed, even even when things were slow. I mean, we've definitely had amazing times of explosive growth. We're in one now, which is insane. It's so fun to be more excited than I've ever been and to be at this stage of my career working with some of the, the finest people. Simon, our roster at the company I'm with reads like the who's who of network marketing. And people that, that I would look at you know, for years at, at generic events and say, oh my gosh, not even one person like that on my team. Well, like they're on my team now. So, I mean, it's there, it's, it's not always like, um, you know, rainbows and roses. And sometimes you just have to stick to it, you know, plant your flag. And, um, it's, it's, it's in my mind, it's like a marriage. And let me say this. I know there are times that you just can't stay with the company. There's a lack of integrity or you feel a breach of value values. 
and people have to leave. I get that. But otherwise, it's like a marriage. It's, you know, the grass is not greener. Stay where you are. Plant your flag. Create your roots so that you can have the credibility that comes from being able to say, I made a decision and I stuck to it. Right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm a really big believer in that. Let's share another story. Because uh, I know you've got lots of great stories. But uh, your Russia, when you went to Russia. Oh, <laughs> Simon, this is my best story. Okay, okay. Um, and it also it also encompass, encompasses such a full circle moment that is probably the deepest, most profound, and proudest moment of my entire business. So um, the Russia story is this: um, as you know, I was driving around sleeping in my car, right? Well, when things started popping, and, and you know, the end of that story is that within one year, I was making more in the beginning. I was making more in a single month than I could have made in an entire year teaching school. Um, and I made my first million dollars by the time I was 35. So um, it, it paid off, I guess I want to say. Um, but so then at this point, um, we... Our, the business started expanding. I had some team members in New York, and, and they invited me to come back and do a meeting so I, I could fly. I can sleep in hotels now, right? Everything's good to go. And um, I flew back to the meeting really, really ready um, and, however, a little intimidated, you know, me from Utah going back to tell the people in the Big Apple how to make money. So I was so prepared. But sadly, my taxi, my taxi driver got lost on the way to the meeting. We didn't even have those big brick Motorola phones then. I mean, there was no way that I could communicate with the people at the meeting. I arrived 25 minutes late. I am embarrassed. I want to just, you know, sink into a hole. And um, I walked into this room. People were irritatedly fanning themselves. And I knew there was no way I was going to retrieve that crowd. So I just gave a quick, you know, company overview, product, compensation, plan timing. And then I said, if anyone wants to talk to me, please come up. I'm going to hang out here. And again, I apologize so much for being late. So this Russian gentleman came up to me. And he shook my hand. He put his hand on my back. And he says, I am going to take this to Russia. And I'm like, great, do it. Um, sweet. Tell me how I can help you. Uh, because I didn't listen to people's words anymore. I waited to see their actions. I didn't get excited about their words, right? And so within a few weeks, months, I started seeing these names show up on my printout. Viktor, Pizarevsky, Irina, Valentin, Zobolevsky. I started seeing all of these names show up. I'm like, Marina, I wonder if this is that Russian dude. And pretty soon they were growing and there were pages and pages and pages and pages of them. And I'm like, something is happening over there. This has got to be that guy that I met in New York. No way. Like if something comes out of that meeting, that's going to be the craziest thing on earth. So they kept growing and growing. And um, and then I'm hearing that it's opening in all different regions. And um, at, at one point before the ruble fell, I decided that I was going to order my entire downline printout route. Now I'm going over there. I'm speaking in Moscow and St. Petersburg and by the Ural Mountains, you know, and, and I'm going to Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan and Tajikistan, places I couldn't have found on a map before my business. And I, and I can see how it's growing. I can see people's lives changing. And I'll tell you that there's nothing richer or sweeter than not being able to communicate the same language, but looking into someone's eyes as tears stream down their face and they say, thank you. Like it's just the richest, sweetest thing that I can even imagine. But I decided that I wanted to see exactly how many people were happened 
because of that one meeting that I thought was a flop. And so I ordered the entire downline printout and it came on in that green and white striped paper. Remember the perforated edges on the side yeah. <laughs> before your time, before your time. But anyway, so I ordered this thing and this giant box is on my doorstep. I bring it in, hoist it up to the, to the counter, bring it out, flip it over. And on the back side, I stood like this, this high eight, nine inches high on my desk. And on the back, uh, the back side where it has the grand total, it was over a half million people, over 500,000 people. And I guess I was like, oh my gosh. And I guess if there's one thing that I've learned, it's that you never know, right? That you never know. You never know. I didn't know. I thought that meeting was a flop. And there is a sowing season and a reaping season. They are not in the same season. You don't plant today and have a big harvest tonight. You don't plant one seed and hope to have a giant harvest. There's a sowing season and a reaping season, and they are not in the same season. And the only thing that we control is the planting that we do. And so um, coup de gras here, best part, best part. So about three, four, three or four years ago, I was in Bulgaria. And they were having their giant, man, these Russians, they know how to party. I don't know if you've ever been with them, but I'm telling you, vodka and cognac. And you're like, how are we still awake? And then entertainment and then a little bit more food. And you look at the clock and it's three o'clock. You're like, how are we awake? What is going on here? I mean, they know how to party. So this was their gala event. It was about one o'clock in the morning. Um, and they invited, they brought out a great big birthday cake for the company had been there. I think it was like 25 years at the time, 20 some. They brought a great big birthday cake and they invited the children of the distributors to come to the stage. Onto the stage filed children of every age, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, 18 and 19-year-olds, 14, 15, you know, like all of them. They filed on probably 150 children plus filed on to the stage. And I was a... I was a mass of tears over here thinking I started this business for four children. And now because of the ripple effect, because I didn't quit, because I kept going, because I put one foot in front of the other, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what, because I kept going, there are countless children's lives who are better because I didn't quit. And I, may never know their names. It was just one of those moments. And, and when I was speaking, I just, I had, one of my mentors said, sometimes when you're speaking, don't just rush into what you're saying. Pause for a minute and look into people's eyes. And I had, there was like a stadium of people. And, and I remember walking out and just looking around and thinking, hmm, this happened because I didn't quit. This happened because of that one meeting in New York City that I thought was a flop. And so you just never know. You never know. You never know. You never know. But yeah, that's by far my best story. Thank you for asking me to tell it. I can't believe I've told that story like hundreds and hundreds of times. I get emotional every time like it was yesterday. That, that's super, super inspiring. You never, never know. That's why you can never quit. Um, thank you for sharing. Hey, uh, I don't get to ask this for a lot of people, but with your 30 years of experience, how have you seen network marketing change in the mm. last 30 years? Do you see people, I guess in general, specifically, do you see people more open to it or, yes. or about the same? Yes. No, totally more open to it. Um, it. It's changed a lot because the kind of leaders that people were responsive to back in the day were kind of a bombastic 
male, dictatorial, kind of in your face, um, like ruling, practically ruling their teams. Like this was the, the, what, what people responded to. It required a much more testosterone driven energy. So I donned my inner testosterone, right? When I was building, but now I see it is by far more softer. The men that succeed extraordinarily well are really kind of in touch with their feminine side, if that makes any sense. Um, but I think that in the last Four or five years has been the biggest dramatic change. And what I attribute that to is social media and the way that we connect and how many businesses, mainstream businesses, online um, global giants are growing through referral. I mean, it's not uncommon for somebody to have a referral code from a company and share it with a friend, right? Like this is so, this is how we do business today. And so what has changed so dramatically is how social media has changed the game in our ability to connect with and meet with people. There may be people that listen to this that had no idea who I even am, who as they listen, they're like, I was meant to work with this woman and I would never have known them otherwise. Right. So there are just there. You never you, you, you can't. It has opened up the game and you are able to reach and find people that you couldn't have otherwise. And communication is so, so, so much easier. I love Messenger. Like we've been kind of going back and forth with our voice messages. That has replaced three-way calls for me. We now do three-way chats. And it is like my ability to leverage my business now with technology and with the, with the social platforms is insane. It, I, I love it. And um, it's definitely a more heart forward time and people are moved by authenticity more than verbosity and by heart more than hype. It's just a different time and I like it. I like it a lot. I like that. More heart than hype and more authenticity than bombastity. That's good stuff. Hey, MM Nation. Here's a new type of MM training event that we just started. Now, you all know, if you listen to many episodes of ML Nation, the turning point for almost all top leaders was at an event. And right now, we have the new type of event, the BYOB Workshop. This is ML Nation's Build Your Own Business Workshop. And how this is different, because you can forget taking notes, because you're going to get results instead. We're going to prospect together and get results immediately. So we don't focus just taking notes and learn, 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 because you probably know a lot already. We are doing, going to do some training, but most of the time it's going to be me and you prospecting together. And if you're stuck, you actually get to ask me. I'll tell you what exactly, how to reply back to your prospects. Uh, we've done a couple of these. In 2018, they got amazing results and we're expanding to different cities. If you're interested right now with early bird pricing, you can get up to 50% off. And if you're an insider member, you get an additional 30% off of these, uh, off the early bird price. Just head over to mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. Okay, mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. And I'm excited to be prospecting together with you and get results for you that day. So it's not taking notes and going home. We can prospect and build, grow your business in one day more than you have it done. Just go to mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. Hey, thank you so much, Margie. As we go to the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. And these, these can be uh, one-sentence answers, okay? First one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh, all right. Well, of course, I have thousands that I really love. Um I'm going to say one. So I'm going to say Leonardo da Vinci's 
quote that says, for once you have tasted flight, you will forever walk the earth with your eyes turned skyward. For there you have been, and there you will always long to return. Because I think once we touch, this is what I take from that quote, once we touch that excellence in us where our purpose, our life purpose and our business purpose have an alignment and we tap into why we're here and that all stacks up and we experience what it's like to make a difference. And that's what I think is the flight. Once you have tasted flight, right? We might have our ups and downs and there might be times where we think, you know, oh, I suck. But once you have tasted flight, you will forever walk the earth with your eyes turned skyward for there you have been and there you will always long to return. Yeah, I love, love that. that one. That is really good. I never heard that before. It's really good. Hey. Um, I gotta look that up. Uh, what is one habit that's helped you become successful? Oh, I can default to action so quickly. Um, I have had to ask myself from time to time if I am a human being or just a human doing because I am like action, action, action. And what I have learned is that massive action solves everything because even if you're not good, you're going to get good if you're in action. And when you're in action, it has a forward lean, right? It shows that you're going after it. It just, you know, it just action, action. And then I got to say, Simon, I think I am um, extraordinarily resilient I, I, I believe that I can look at even a situation that sucks and not talking about being a Pollyanna or blindly closing your eyes to things. I can see what's real, but I can also find the gift in freaking just about everything. And so I think those uh, qualities have helped me. What is the best piece of advice you ever received? Don't quit on a bad day. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't quit on a bad day. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Oh, favorite app. Oh my gosh. Let's see. What do I use? Um, it's got to be Messenger. Man, my ability to communicate with Messenger. Is that what you meant? Yeah, you could be Messenger. Something like that? Yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, what's a favorite prospecting tool? So say you have a qualified prospect. Do you send them to online video? Do you use Facebook groups? Or do oh, you Facebook meet groups. Face, Facebook yeah. groups? Yeah, private Facebook groups, um, because for this reason, um, that really enables like what we've always tried to achieve in network marketing is that we want the person to be the messenger, not the message. Number one, that helps to level the playing field. Somebody can come in with zero experience and be as successful as somebody that's got 30 years under their belt. And so when you utilize a tool of any kind, you enable that to happen. They're cost effective, time efficient. Um, it's easy when I'm doing a follow up with somebody new to know what they've seen because I know I know where they've been right they know I know the groups they've been in with these groups now and yeah of course there 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 are videos and different presentations what what the these private facebook groups do is they enable somebody to consume whatever amount of information they want there are people like me that I just need to see two or three minutes of something and I'm like, I'm in, let's go. And there are other people, I do like data and I like to, to know the details also, but there are some people that want to pour over that data. They want to see what the doctors say. They want to read scientific papers and it's all there in the Facebook groups and, and they can, they can access it at midnight in their pajamas. So, um, uh, yeah, bar none, like our system here breaks any barrier to resistance that anyone would have because it's all so cool and it's just pretty chill like it's great like hey i'm gonna add you to facebook group check this out like it's the way we talk and live and so it's not like this big thing of 
I want you to look at a business or buy from me, right? It's, yeah, hands down. What's one or two books you could recommend? Uh, um, okay, so if somebody's looking to change their um, their their relationship to money, which has to happen to, in order to attract enough of it into your life, um, I'm going to say Think and Grow Rich or The Science of Getting Rich. That will help to um, change your relationship with money. Um, oh, I don't know. I read. I read so much. I love um, the compound effect. Um, I just think that's such a powerful book. Um, I read it every single January. Listen to it every January. I'm listening to three things right now. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of personal development, and I and I really like a lot of you know spiritual spiritual things too. I've um, listened recently to and love it. Like listen to it ten times to Joe Dispenza's. Breaking the habit of being yourself. Love that in kind of that more. It has a hint of spiritualness to it too. Business, but it it all lands as business for me. Here's the last question, Margie. The million dollar question. You what ready? is? It? Yeah. So the million dollar question. You imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So didn't know your four kids. You're like an alien that went to another universe. But you went. You had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build an MLM business from scratch? So I would, much like I did in the early days with my business, I would do it all. I would go after it in a lot of different ways. I would first off start talking to people everywhere that I went. I would um, talk to people in coffee shops and places where they feel relaxed and comfortable. Comfortable. I'd ask a ton of questions to learn about them. I would be kind, kind, kind to everyone that crossed my path. I'd try to leave everybody I met with a feeling of increase. I would join a bunch of Facebook groups that interest me, maybe some things about cooking, you know, that kind of thing. I'd find my interests and find like-minded people, and I would give Give, give, love, 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 serve, serve, serve uh, before I asked, asked, asked. Awesome. Hey, as we wrap up, any last words of advice? And then what's the best way listeners and viewers can connect with you, Margie? Um, probably probably through Messenger or um, MargieAlaprandi.com. It, it, my my personal website needs some updating for sure, but there is a free gift on there for people that, that to, to help them uproot disempowering beliefs. So you could go there, message me there, find me in, in, um, uh, on Facebook or messenger for sure. I do check filtered messages every now and then, but yeah, I would love to connect. And, um, and then what did you say? One last, any last words or advice Last words to begin with fault is better than to hesitate perfectly. And anything worth doing well is worth doing poorly until you learn how to do it well. My friends, just get started. Quit getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready. And just freaking jump in and do it with your beautiful heart that wants to serve, that wants to make a difference in the world. Find something you're passionate about and then give it away. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Margie Elaprande. So keep up the momentum and go to MLNation.com. Just click on the podcast tab and look for Margie's show, M-A-R-G-I-E. You can just do a search. And all the show notes are the nuggets of wisdom and the links to Margie's website. Her Facebook will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in life and in network marketing, you must help others. So Margie, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Margie, and God bless and you. And thank you for everything that you do, Simon. Hey, ML Nation, you just heard from a legend, Margie Alaprande. 
made over 20 million in 30 years of one company. Very, very inspiring. And, um, you know, I would say success is 95% of it is mindset, is the way. And she said, once you, Margie said, once you do it, whatever it takes, this is the whatever it takes decision, right? Make that decision and stick to it. And she decided to make it happen. And, you know, a lot of it is also the mindset she grew up listening to Acres of Diamonds. By the way, that's something you definitely all should listen to. And give me an idea, like, her father played with it. I'm going to start playing that with my sons, too, Acres of Diamonds. But it's having the, you know, uh, you never know optimism, right? You just never, never know. You know, it doesn't matter how bad it is, you haven't had success or you're stuck. You just never know. The next person... It could be the next leader, right? And you guys, you know, what motivates you to keep going is what Margie said. Use your vision. You're fixed on where you're going. And the next person, you just never, never know, right? She talked about uh, the meeting that was a disaster. Like everyone was just like upset. She was 25 minutes late in New York City. You know, a little Utah, uh, Utah lady teaching New Yorkers to make money. But out of that, you just never know. This one Russian gentleman, it's incredible. Over the years, led to 500,000, half a million people in Russia because of the one meeting that she was 25 minutes late that she thought was a total waste of time, right? And the big, you know, I love what she said here. It is about sowing and reaping, and it's never in the same season, right? So a lot of you, if you're not getting results, because you're probably sowing, and it takes time to sow, you need to reach out to people. And even, you know, with our insider group, we're doing the DMO sessions. If you've been prospecting, you and you work prospect together with me, right? You will get results pretty quickly. But if you haven't been prospecting, you haven't been sowing, you did need to sow, and then you need to be a little patient. That makes take some time. It may not happen in a couple of days. It would maybe take three, four weeks before you get some results because sowing and reaping is never at the same season. Really good stuff. By the way, if you were interested, check out uh, where we can prospect together, where you can ask me questions, even send me screenshots of the conversations and have me um, teach you what to say, uh, show you what to say, go to mlnationinsider.com. Okay, it's only open for a certain time. I think, believe right now, it's closed, but you can get on the waiting list. And next time it's open, we'll let you know, and we can actually prospect together. We do that three times three times a day, uh, short little sessions where we help you grow your business. Uh, but getting back to Margie, you know, the only thing, sowing reaping is not the same season, and the only thing you can control, you can't control what prospects say, you can't control what the companies do, but it's planting. Continue to plant, continue to plant. And uh, so really important about it. Make that decision and stick to it. Couple other things. I love Margie. Her heart. She's, you know, obviously she has helped out with thousand people become uh, millionaires. Is, you know, it's about the being heart, right? More heart than hype, and being authentic instead of bombastic, and just being caring. I think in that we're marketing, especially in social media, you see people are more caring. And she talked about it. If you focus on helping others, a lot of your nervousness or whatever objections or fears you have will go away, right? Last thing is massive action. That solves everything. Massive action solves everything. Don't be overthinking it. Uh, you know, quit getting, get ready to get ready, right? Just do it. Just do it. You learn by the doing, by the doing. Um, last thing is Facebook groups. If you haven't using Facebook groups, where are you? Start using Facebook groups to grow your business. Um, I like what she said because it allows the prospects to consume as much info as they want. If you want to consume more, they have more videos up there. They also get to see the social proof. They also, it's more natural. It's more easier. Right? It's also doable because a lot of people are on Facebook. So get involved using a Facebook group. You can use the ATM to add tag message to your prospects. So, hey, great show. I can go on and on, but uh, go 
in terms of this recap, I'd rather have you go back and listen to it again. Also, Margie is an amazing storyteller. That's what our top income murders do. Amazing vision, amazing heart. Uh, definitely reach out to her. Go to MLNation.com. Just hit the podcast app, Margie Alaprande. And ML Nation, if you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. It lifts up the entire profession. And um, now it's over to you. Take action on what you learned. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. Now head over to MLMNation.net for valuable recaps of every show and also to get your free training resource on how to use online duplication to grow your business. Thanks again for being a part of this amazing profession. 